Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now. Yes, it is coming up now. Right now, in fact. How are you, everybody? Steve Hook with you. Good to be with you. Loaded for bear today, man. I came in here. I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to save it. I'm not even going to plan because I'm just, uh, I'm so fired up going in. I don't know about you, but seven weeks of this uh, Marxist sock puppet empty vessel of a president has about done me in. Uh, seven weeks it's been, ladies and gentlemen, and our country has banned Mr. Potato Head, uh, ripped Dr. Seuss books off the shelves, opened the border wide open, destroyed female sports in uh, in uh, in high school. In seven short weeks, they oh, by the way, did I mention oil prices going through the roof, which of course means grocery prices going through the roof, which means everything going through the roof. Welcome to Biden's America. Ain't it great? Don't you love it? Isn't it just wonderful, isn't it? Well, don't you feel more compassionate now as a person that you are now suffering, truly suffering, but it's a suffering that you so righteously deserve. Uh, It could be a lesson on how to destroy a constitutional republic in four easy steps. And this is what's going on right now. And make no mistake, my wife hates it when I use the word hyperbolic, but I don't know any other word to use because... These days, it seems like anything you say, it's almost like it's it's uh, it's like well, what are you talking about? But this is the world we live in now. So, for example, if I were to say five years ago, do you know that what the Democrats plan on doing is totally destroying the border, flipping Texas blue, and totally eviscerating the country, and changing the fabric of uh, of the civil society? Not just racially and ethnically, but they're voting through vo- through voting and through. This is what the Democrats want. You must understand this. There's a reason the 1619 project was created. There's a reason Dr. Seuss books are being, you know, marked verboten. There's a reason Mr. Potato Head is offensive because it's called Mister. There's a reason all this is happening. Because it's the way you fundamentally change a country. Remember what Obama said right before his 2008 inauguration. He said, we are a mere 72 hours away from fundamentally changing this country. I've asked this before, but it bears repeating. What do you fundamentally change? Who would you fundamentally change that you claim to love? Would you fundamentally change your children? I love my kids, but I would fundamentally change them. No, you don't fundamentally change that which with you love. So the Democrats don't love the country. They don't love the traditions of the country. Now, now if I had said that five years ago, you would have thought I was off my nut. But I'm telling you, it's pretty obvious now, isn't it? It's pretty obvious what's going on here. This is the systematic destruction of not just of, of, of the fabric of our civil society. They are intentionally pitting people against each other. Trump was so divisive. Oh, hell no, he wasn't. Trump wasn't divisive. Trump was the answer, the antidote to the divisiveness that had already taken place. Let's not forget Barack Obama's very first speech that he did at the University of Cairo in Egypt where the first thing out of his mouth was, my country has a lot to apologize for. Then he goes to the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin and says, my country essentially sucks. 
Then he says, if I had a son, he'd be Trayvon Martin. That every single divisive issue that he could wedge his way into, he did. He did. And he did it to divide. It's the oldest trick in the book, divide and conquer. But in this case, the way they're doing the division, the way Biden, Joe Biden, the sock puppet, the empty vessel, the way he's doing it is he's flooding the zone. What do I mean? The southern border right now, ladies and gentlemen, is in crisis. There are more kids in cages right now, today, as I speak, than there were at any point during the Trump administration. But now, get this, this is the beauty of, uh, of the way progressives think, because all you need to do is, is, is flip a word around, and then they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, now I'm woke with that. Now I'm woke with that. Now I am woke with that. What did they do? They're no longer detention centers. They're now called, and this is by government order, by the way. All of these housing facilities are now called reception centers. Reception centers. What does that tell you? It tells you they have no intention whatsoever of stemming the flow. Now, Alejandro Mallorca, who is Biden's uh, Homeland Security Secretary, was asked the other day, is there a crisis on the southern border? He said, no, I, I wouldn't say it's a crisis. I would say it's a challenge. You see the way they, they twist the words? Oh, it's a challenge. Well, a challenge is something we can all, we can get behind a challenge. We can solve this together. It's a challenge. Now, he used to work for Jay Johnson under the uh, Obama administration when Jay Johnson was the uh, HSS secretary. And at that time, they had meetings with all the people down on the border, Border Patrol, ICE agents, because by the way, the Biden administration has effectively destroyed ICE. Uh, ICE is now a processing uh, entity. Now they're just there to process these people and get them into the interior of the country as fast as possible, as fast as possible. Uh HSS says that they're looking at a 72-hour turnaround time on processing and release of these poor children. Well, when he was working for Jay Johnson and he went down to El Paso, he told then, act. Uh, no, he wasn't acting. He was working for border security, Tom Homan. Under Trump, he was acting ICE director. But he was working for ICE and border during the Obama administration too, and he said, I talked with Mallorca and I talked with Jay Johnson and both of them agreed this is a crisis. And then he was asked, oh yeah, well, how many, how many, this is, I think it was on Cavuto the other day, I think it was, he, uh, Holman was giving this interview. He goes, at the time we were processing 1,000 illegal children a day. They all agreed this is a crisis. This is a problem. This is, and by the way, that was the, the surge that led the Obama-Biden administration to build the cages that Trump has always been blamed for. So all those cages that were built were built because of what was happening at the time in El Paso and other border cities and border towns uh, throughout the western United States. This is what was going on. They were building these cages to process these kids. Tom Homan says to, I think it was Cavuto, he said, yeah, well, you know, at the time it was 1,000 a day and they all agreed it was a crisis and the centers got built. Do you know how many are crossing into uh, the uh, El Paso border crossing area now? 4,000 a day, every day, 
as I speak, people are crossing into our country illegally. Jay Johnson says it's not a crisis now. Now it's a challenge. And of course, what he means by that is the challenge is, how are we going to see these people throughout the population of the country and totally change districts and flip the state of Texas? That's a challenge. we got to figure out how we're going to do that. They're taking this country apart piece by piece. They've hollowed out our, and we were energy independent completely. For the first time ever, we were completely and solely energy independent. That's gone. He's hollowed that out. Again, I mentioned female sports. Gone. Now, transgender rights trump everything. How about that, feminist? You fought for, you come a long way, baby. You've come a long way, baby. You fought so hard for female rights. And now, Mr. Uh, Wokey Joke here has destroyed female sports in the name of inclusiveness. So, you know, don't bitch or you'll be a, called a transphobe or something. So you, you, you're some kind of a phobe or you suffer some kind of an ism. That much we know about you. Shut up, sit down. So way to go, feminist. You've come a long way. You've done great. But one piece, one little fragment at a time, and it's not they're not so little either. He's destroying this country. He's destroying this country, and, it, and and don't think that oh well, Steve, you're just you're saying that because you're being up. No, no, no. I'm saying this because this is the plan, ladies and gentlemen. This is the plan. There is an ultimate outcome here. You flip Texas blue, you forever hold the presidency. You forever hold the presidency. You flip the entire country into a one-party state. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. USA becomes USSA, and that's it. And then we're done, and we're toast. Now, I'm telling you, I don't know. I genuinely don't know anybody that voted for Biden that would be willing to sit down and tell me all the great things he's done. I've asked my friends. They're like, oh, man, give, come on. It's been so It's only been, it's not even been two months. It hasn't even been two months. This man hasn't given one open press conference where he's taking questions, not one. He has made no availabilities to the press. The other day he did, and he said uh, he, he, he was on a conference call, Zoom meeting, and he said, okay, well, Nance, I'll take questions if you want, Nancy Pelosi. He said, Nance, I'll do whatever you want, and then, boop, the screen went blank. They stopped him from taking questions. Why do you think they're doing that, folks? Why do you think we haven't had a State of the Union address from this president yet? Why do you think he hasn't done a press conference? He can't. He cannot. He is cognitively incapable of it. We all know it. You know who knows it most of all? His wife. His wife knows. Which, which kind of begs the question, what kind of a wife would put her husband in this situation? Unless she was doing it, and unless he was doing it, unless, really, let's be honest, the, the Biden family of grift was doing it for one reason. Money, power, influence. That's it. He's done nothing to benefit the country. Has he benefited you or your family yet? We're about to get a $1.9 trillion package passed through the uh, it passed through the House. They're still debating it in the Senate. They're, they have an open debate and the, uh, uh, the, the Voterama thing going on. It's going to pass. We know it's going to pass. Every Democrat has said they're going to vote for it. And then you're going to have uh, good old Kamala in there, and she's obviously going to vote for it, and it's going to pass. So $1.9 trillion spending coming down the pikes, being being 
slapped right on your kids and your grandkids' backs because they're the ones who are going to be paying this debt. Oh, but fear not, you're going to pay for it too. How? Well, how do you think this $1.9 trillion is going to go about? How do you think they're going to get this money? They're going to tax the ever-loving hell out of you. That's how they're going to get it. That's where they're going to get it. And where's all this money going to? Well, we know billions is going to Silicon Valley to build a train station, a subway system between uh, San Francisco. Gee, I wonder who represents San Francisco. What's her name again? Yeah, Pelosi. That's right. So the voters in red state Alabama are going to be paying for a subway station from Silicon Valley Cupertino, essentially, to San Francisco. Isn't that good? No, that's because of COVID, don't you know? It's because of COVID. $1.9 trillion, and the CBO says less than 10% of it is actually going for COVID relief. That means 91% of this is pork, and we're all going to be paying it. It is the greatest wealth redistribution scam ever takes money from one group of Americans, namely Trump voters, blue-collar workers, middle class, even lower middle class, takes from them and it gives to teachers' unions and it gives to pet projects like uh, Subways, to Cupertino in San Francisco. That's what it does. It is a massive payoff scam. And the media dare not report it as such because the media is so in the tank for all of this stuff. When the history is written, folks, the media in this country, in this era, will go down as the biggest threat to this republic. They are the biggest threat. Donald Trump was spot on right when he said the media is the enemy of the people. They are. They are. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that they are. I'll give you an example of that. Let's shift gears. Andrew Cuomo, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Cuomo, you know he got an Emmy. You know, Andrew Cuomo got an Emmy because uh, it was his press reports, his press briefings during the height of the coronavirus uh, pandemic. was I mean, it was staggering. I mean, it was must-watch. It was appointment TV. So they gave him an Emmy. That really, really puffed him up. So he decided, you know what? This would be a good time in the middle of this pandemic when thousands of people are dying. This would be a good time to write a book. I mean, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, right, baby? And I'm telling you, the media loves me. I am untouchable. So I'm going to write a best-selling book. I'm going to get an Emmy. And then I'm going to kill thousands and thousands and thousands of seniors. And then I'm going to get my Department of Health to lie about it. Because after all, my book's coming out. We wouldn't want to, you know, crap all over the narrative before the book came out and had a chance to be a bestseller, man. I got to feather the nest here. You know, Help a brother out. Lie for me. And they did. Now, what's Andrew Cuomo being taken out for? He grabbed a woman by the face at a wedding and said, can I kiss you? He, he sexually, uh, well, I don't know if I'd say sexually, sexually harassed, not sexually abused, but sexually harassed subordinates and, 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 and just people in the general public. Why? Because he felt untouchable. Yes, the man's a pig. Yes, he's a he's a he's a he's right out of central casting, Andrew Cuomo is. I mean, the guy is right out of central casting. And he's an absolute megalomaniacal jackass. But what is the media tearing him down for now? What is the DNC all throwing him under the bus for? S- sexual harassment. 
Why are they doing that? I'll give you four reasons. I'll give you four reasons why they're doing that. Phil Murphy, Democrat governor, New Jersey. Gavin Newsom, Democrat governor, California. Tom Wolf, Democrat governor, Pennsylvania. Gretchen Whitmer, Democrat governor, Michigan. All four of those Democrat governors follow the exact same March 25th, 2020 mandate that this idiot, best-selling author, and Emmy winner put down. Once Andrew Cuomo said to all nursing homes and assisted facility uh, living uh, assisted uh, living facilities and senior care facilities once he said you must accept covid positive patients he seeded death into all of those places he seeded it much like biden's doing right now with the immigration and you know uh, allowing people that are covid positive just ah just go on welcome to america come on in and now the media realizes, holy cow, the numbers, that it, the, the, the actual true numbers that came out of the New York Department of Health concerning senior deaths in nursing homes and assisted living facilities, is it's more than double what they claimed. It's crazy. There is an absolute correlation, and they're starting to put it together, right? They're starting to put it together. And now it's time to get rid of them, because if they get rid of... Uh, Cuomo and say it's all about this. Now, mind you, I don't think it's going to work because I think this story is going to, uh, as well as the sexual abuse story or sexual harassment crap, that's going to blow up even worse. I'm sure there's more women waiting in the wings. But this nursing home crisis is not going to go away. So what they want to do is they want to get Andrew Cuomo away before they dive into it too deeply. I think it's too late. I think there's a federal investigation. I know the DA in, uh, uh, in New York uh, is investigating it now. But that's the reason they're, they're throwing him under the bus. It's because of the other four Democrats. Ladies and gentlemen, this party, this is, it sounds cliche to say this is not your parents' Democrat party. Hey, it's not even your younger brother's Democrat party. They have changed so dramatically in the last eight years. They have pushed so far left, so far left that they feel no remorse whatsoever about saying, Screw women's sports. Screw Mr. Potato Head. Nah, Dr. Seuss. Well, what, what good did he do us? Mark Twain, don't even talk about Mark Twain. Harper Lee, to kill a mockingbird, racist. So every, every facet of American history is being destroyed in the name of wokeism. In the name of the same people, to put it this way, the same people that said Trump's a dictator, Trump's a tyrant. Trump's a racist. What are they doing now? They're now encouraging and supporting cancel culture. They're cheering it on. They're cheering on the unpersoning, to borrow a George Orwell line, the unpersoning of people. If you've read 1984, you know what, an un, what, what it means to be unpersoned. And that's exactly what they are doing. They're cheering it on. These are the same people that said Trump was a despot and a dictator. Okay, now they're cheering on the unpersoning of people. Yes, wipe them off Twitter. It's a private company, for God's sake. Ah, Facebook, yes, fact check them. Yes, 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 yes. Block them for 30 days. Absolutely. Newt Gingrich was suspended the other day from Twitter. Good, good, screw Newt. We don't want any opposition. No dissenting voices whatsoever. That's what cancel culture is about. And... While you're, while you're canceling people, you're also promoting crap that's not true. Not just revisionist history, fantasy history, the 1619 Project. 
That's being promoted as a further wedge issue to divide. Let me just say this in closing, ladies and gentlemen. The country is being dismantled, and it's being dismantled before your very eyes. All of you Biden supporters, are you happy? Are you happy with your decision? Did did you think you did good? I mean, at least that mean Twitter feed is gone, right? But really, are you happy with where you're at? I filled my tank on the way into the studio today. It cost me over $45. Eight weeks ago, it cost me 32 I think it was, 33 maybe. It's absolutely ridiculous. The country is being dismantled. How to destroy a representative republic in four easy steps. And it only takes seven weeks if you play your cards right. Now, here's the good news. I don't want to leave you without a silver lining. Here's the silver lining. Come 2022, we had better take back the House and retire Nancy Pelosi forever uh, to the uh, crap-stained sidewalks of uh, of uh, and needle-strewn sidewalks of San Francisco. She needs to go back and live there. She needs to go back and live in the filth that she created. Uh, we need to get rid of Chuck Schumer. He needs to go away forever, or at least be a minority leader for the rest of his natural life. And Joe Biden and Dr. Jill need to ride off into the sunset and say, well, we did our job of destroying the country as best we could. Because I tell you, in 2022, if we take back the House and the Senate, then Dr. J- Jill and Joe Biden will be less than lame duck president and lame duck first lady. They will be dead ducks. They'll mean they, nothing. They can do nothing. So there's your silver lining. Get involved. One more thing. H.R. 1 is a very, very evil piece of legislation that passed through the House. H.R. 1, they say, ah, the People's Fairness Act. It lets everybody vote. What it does is it automatically registers everybody over the age of 18 to vote. It automatically forces all states to allow mail-in ballots, no signature required. It's just a, it's, it's a cheating scam is what it is. Now, the good news is Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema both have said there is no way they're going to sign off. So H.R. 1 will most likely, and there's the big knock on wood, will most likely die in the Senate this week. Fingers crossed. And then when that happens, they can't rig the election systems for 2022. That's why I mention it. 2022, get active, folks. Don't sit there and be a passive, oh, I don't care about politics. Get involved. Your country is being destroyed before your eyes. You're witnessing it, okay? So check it out. Make sure you get involved. And then come 2022, vote for good candidates. Darius Mayfield in New Jersey, for example, for the... uh, there he is. He's back there. Uh, vote for real Americans that love this country, love our traditions, and want to carry on as the greatest country that God ever created. Until next time, I thank you for being part of it this time. I'm Steve Hook. Goodbye. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now.